everybody. Welcome to After PM. My name is Patrick Michael. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with what's happening as of lately with the podcast. And uh, I say that because new things are happening. You might be able to tell. You might have recognized some of those new things. But hey, what it is is it's about consistency and accepting the change. Right? I mean, the world's in a really weird place right now with all the strange, strange things going on. And uh, just hoping everyone out there is staying safe. And, you know, that brings us to the first thing we got to talk about in this episode. And it is bizarre, guys. And the only reason I even heard about this is because I was familiarized with the, the cringe celebrity videos when they did the Imagine song. And I don't have anything against it. I just feel like there there's something else going on. Like they're trying to get something out of it that they don't deserve. In many of the situations, you're kind of like, how important do you think you are? How vital do you think you are? You think you have so much pull or influence in the world that, I mean, okay, I look at celebrities now and compare them to the 1980s, 1990s, where you you fell in love with these people, these actors, these famous people because of their work, because of what they did. Because of the stuff they created and made. But today, in today's world, you get to see the other side of these people. Because of podcasting. Because of just interviews and social media. And you get to see how some of these fucking people are just bad. They're not good folks. So, being obsessed with a celebrity today seems so much more cringy and so much more difficult to believe in comparison to how it would have been before social media and before seeing the other side of these people because had we known that like somebody like Jim Morrison um you know beat dogs or something right had had people found that out back then they would have looked at him differently instead of worshiping him Okay, because you only see his character. I mean, obviously he's a fucked up guy. That's probably a bad example. But my point is, today we're so there's so much exposure with the with these famous people, and you get to see how they think about themselves in a lot of ways, and that's different. That's new, because when I was growing up, the main thing that you would see was. As far as like seeing the other side of a celebrity or a famous person and how they are in real life. My first run in with that, my first example of that or anything close to it, and I believe a lot of us are that way, were late night talk shows. Right? Like if you were a fan of Ellen DeGeneres and you heard about her going on Johnny Carson, you were excited about that in the hopes that she would get to sit on the couch and talk to Johnny. And you would get to hear him ask questions about her. And you would find out things about her that you wouldn't know by simply watching her act on stage. Or her 
television her television uh, series or movie roles, right? And nowadays, it's just that much easier to see how somebody is and how they act in a sense behind closed doors. Yeah, you put on a certain facade when you do a podcast or when you do when you post things on social media. And I think it should be that way. You shouldn't fully expose yourself. It's ridiculous. I mean, the reason I feel like it's happen—it's happening more often nowadays with celebrities is because they think it is, they are still worshipped like they were, like celebrities were in the 70s, 80s, 90s, right? I mean, Denzel Washington, Johnny Depp, guys like this certainly have a massive fan base. But is it the same level of fandom as like, you know, uh, Al Pacino when he first did Scarface? I don't know. The point of this is, the, the, the introduction of this is simply because celebrities have once again put out a weird video. And the most disappointing part about this video is it actually features some celebrities I've heard of and could consider myself a fan. But when I call myself a fan, I I always look back on that movie, The Fan, where I believe Robert De Niro is obsessed with uh, Wesley Snipes, who's a baseball player. And that's what real fandom is, where you're going out of your way as often as possible for this person. You care about every aspect of their life. And that level of celebrity I don't think really exists anymore. That level of fan doesn't really exist anymore. I mean, I remember growing up and hearing people say so often that they were so-and-so's number one fan. And then you see a television show where said celebrity actually meets their number one fan and you're like, it wasn't that guy. It wasn't the guy that told me he was the number one fan. It was someone else. So is that, is it that much different now? I think so. I feel like people are still obsessed with certain celebrities, but they also believe that they have their own lives to a certain degree. Because nowadays they can be so obsessed with a celebrity, it's, it's for the negative. They're obsessed because of how bad a celebrity is or how much they dislike a celebrity. And that's weird. Because at least growing up, it was like, oh, I'm a fan of Mr. Rogers because he puts out good content. He's a great creator. You know? Whereas, had you also had to deal with, like, tweets from Mr. Rogers. It's like, some celebrities on social media is like when you would see your, your third grade teacher at the supermarket. You're like, that's just, what are you doing here? Doesn't someone bring you groceries? Aren't you, like... The richest person in the world, I thought. No? Okay. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's a very weird thing, and this is another late night, guys. So, like I said, this is how the after p.m. show is done. It's obviously after p.m. It's the a.m. hours. And I like to give you an update on the time every time this happens. And it is kind of early right now. It's 2.17 in the morning. June, the lovely June month is upon us and uh freedom might be ringing in a sense of uh 
going back outside again. People can have that freedom to go outside. Although there is a lot of other things going on, and that's where this, this kind of combines with the, the whole issue of celebrities because they keep putting themselves in a position to make themselves look dumb. And uh, we're going to take a look at this most recent cringy celeb video featuring some celebrities that I actually like. So as sad as that is, you know what I mean? You can only... Okay, so it starts out with, I think, Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson from... Uh, American Horror Story. I take. And then you got Aaron Paul, I take. Who, who I'm a fan of. I also like Sarah Paulson. She's great. Um, but he does. You can see that he he probably did more than one take on his uh, I take responsibility thing, because he has his hands on his face and it's just so strange. But it's like, what are they saying? What are they saying? They take responsibility for what? So they're putting this on themselves? So they're going to do something to make a change? How is that? I feel like making a video like this, you're just trying to be like, Hey guys, look how important I still am. I have this much influence. It's a little ridiculous. Like, I'm this important. I'm so important, I'm going to go make a video taking responsibility. It's like, hey man, the truth is, put your money where your mouth is. Put your money where your mouth is. Responsibility. And then there's two other ladies moment. I've never every heard time of. It was easier and then Kristen Bell, who was. looks like she's her face is fucking sculpted out of stone. I mean, she's adorable, but this this black and white is not very flattering for her. And yeah, maybe maybe all these celebrities are sweethearts. Maybe they're nice people. Maybe they really are going to do something to make a change but going out like you know making it an issue uh i guess how do i want to say this they're just making themselves feel important they're val trying to validate themselves by doing this shit it's hard to to put into words but it's 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 gross is what it is it's fucking gross like dude don't do that if you really want to help, you would just help. You don't have to make some fucking video to get some clicks. It's absurd. Alright, so let's see. Let's see who else is in this video. We got Kristen Bell. And then who's this guy? You got this, uh... That was a bad pause. That's a bad pause. I, I should probably screenshot that. That's pretty funny. I'm gonna have to post this. I just happened to stop the video <laughs> on accident. <clears throat> on YouTube. I don't even know who the guy is. I don't know who he is. But he, uh... He... he he's dressed like he's wearing... He's, he's wearing like a Dave Attell outfit. He's got a beard. I don't... I have no idea who this is at all. I thought maybe it was Justin Thoreau when I first watched it. So I, I heard about this video from a podcast. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about this because it's so bizarre. And when you think about it, like I said, it's exactly what it is. They're just being like, hey, guys, don't forget. We are your entertainers. We are your false idols in a lot of ways to a lot of dummies. Every unfair stereotype. 
every blatant injustice, no matter how big or small. Deborah Messing, every time I remain. Uh, Mark Duplass, and I'll say this, man, there is probably a, a, a giant population that really enjoys what he does, from the league to the puffy chair to creep. And I'll say this, he's he's a strange-looking cat, and some of his stuff is pretty entertaining. Mark Duplass is creative as shit, but he's been on a down, a downward, uh, you know, for a little bit, for me at least. I mean, Creep is hilariously good. Because anything, I'm a huge fan of first-person films anyways, but. Alright, anyways, here we go. Let's see who else. Silent. Every time I explained away police brutality. And Ron Howard's daughter. Or turned a blind eye. It's so weird. So, so, what she said is she's explained away police brutality before. It's like, it's so weird to think that anybody has ever done that. How could you ex explain away anybody who is killed by somebody who is supposed to protect you? Unless you're fucking fighting, you know what I mean? Like, the guy in California who was like an ex-cop who got, I think he got uh, a tear gas or something, got set on fire in his cabin during a standoff. I forget what his name is, but situations like that where you're fighting back firing on the police officers fine but when you're just in your car on the side of the road for being pulled over and somehow you die that doesn't make any sense at all and it's unacceptable so explaining it away seems more than ridiculous more than ridiculous it's like oh that happened because x y and z well no it didn't it shouldn't have happened at all because these fucking most of these cops wear tactical belts that can rival Batman and their first instinct is to pull out their gun? Oh, doesn't make sense. I don't think that's how they're taught. Responsibility. Black people are being slaughtered in the Susan streets. Susan Sarandon. Killed in their own homes. These are no. brothers and sisters. The other red-headed girl, lady, family. what the fuck is her name? We are done watching them die. Julianne. We are no longer bystanders. Sure. Doesn't matter. And then there's somebody else afterwards. Hillary Swank. I will no longer allow Stanley Tucci's weird-shaped skull. I will skull. no longer allow racist, hurtful words, jokes, stereotypes. They're no obviously reading something. Some sort of a prompter. In my it's I also crazy how fast. It's crazy how fast uh, these causes or what have you will will snatch up a website. It's itakeresponsibility.org. What are they asking? What are they asking for? I don't even understand. They're just simply saying that they take responsibility. They've said more than that, but I, well, I don't get it. What are you telling us? What is this for? What is it really for? You know? Other than, hey guys, look. Hey guys, look, we're still here. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? I know we haven't put out anything uh, worthy of entertaining in months, but don't forget, we're the most important people. Going for a jog should not be a death sentence. Sleeping in your own home should. So they they all go on their own uh, little tirade for a second, but it's still just. 
there's nothing that makes up for what's happening, okay? But the truth is, what they're doing is unnecessary as well. It's like, you know for a fact that these fucking people have turned down autographs, handshakes, pictures, hugs, all these different things from all kinds of people in the world. More often than not, you're going to be snubbed by 99% of the people in that video. They're not going to give you the time of day. If you're in a hoodie and jeans, maybe a hat, yeah, they're not going to fuck with you at all. That could just be all it is. Like, oh, you look troublesome. Not going to talk to you. These are all fucking, they're all narcissistic assholes. So for anybody to sit there and watch that video and be like, you know what? Fucking Aaron Paul gets it, dude. Thank you. <laughs> anybody who does that, you're, just, you're not getting it. You're not getting it fully. And it, there's no conspiracy here. It's simply, hey man, you didn't need to do that. Take action. How many times have people said, action speaks speak louder than words, and you're going to fucking just use words? Hello? Hello? Like Biff, right, from uh, Back to the Future? Hello? Hello? Anybody, anybody in there? I don't know if that's what he says, but it is something like that, and it happens a lot. Remember Back to the Future, guys? What a film. What a film. Then you find out, oh, Marty McFly was, he had a purpose in the whole first episode to go back in time. Or maybe that, I guess, there's sort of a purpose in all of them. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, who would have guessed that he had a brother and sister? I forgot all about that. Because there is... What, a single mention of it in the second one? Yeah, I don't know. I just watched it. Maybe that's something I'm just stumbling upon because it's late at night. And I'm in here getting down on the podcast. You know, guys, I'm very happy about this podcast. I'm very happy about just doing it in general because... Let's talk about this. Let's break it down for you. Now, I just changed the artwork. I just upgraded the artwork, and I love it. I'm very happy with it. It took some time, and I'll tell you this. I always feel comfortable in the first designs. Otherwise, I wouldn't put them out. But once I sit there and actually take the time with it and come up with an idea, ah, it's so much better. So much better. But what I want to do is give shout-outs to all the people that have the different areas and whatnot. Just statistical things about the show. Now, first and foremost, we're, we're very prominent in the U.S., mostly. Uh, but then we also have uh, people listening in Canada. So shout out Canada, uh, the United Kingdom, Ireland, and Australia. And all the people that listen on something that's simply called Other, I guess thank you, but please listen on, on iTunes or Spotify, Podcast Addict, CastBox, uh, just simply because it just it statistically it, it looks the numbers come through a little better, but uh, most people are listening on other, and I don't know what that is. Like Player FM is that something somebody uses? And then seventy-seven uh, percent of the people that listen to this show are between the ages of twenty-eight and thirty-four. So you guys get it. You get <laughs> you get Back to the Future references, huh? Okay, and then um, 53% of the people that listen to the show are female. So, wow. 
shout out there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It's phenomenal. Um, I don't know if that means that more women are night owls than men. I have no idea. But it is interesting that uh, more women are clicking on a show called After PM. But uh, thank you so much either way. Uh, if you do want to continue to support the show, we are on Patreon. We're doing watch-alongs and also exclusive content behind the scenes, inside looks at me podcasting, the journey of podcasting, and uh, the ups and downs of it, as it seems, as you know, and social media rants. I just go nuts, and it's it's the lowest tiers of um, Patreon content out there. Okay, and it helps support the show. All the money that goes into the Patreon goes into the podcast. So what's your, you know, if you're paying to get the content, I'm going to give you the best possible content there first. And these shows here will only get better because the money goes back into it, right? How much better could it get? We're fucking killing it. (laughs) But truth be told, uh, Patreon... Uh, watch alongs very fun what we're doing over there actually is we are watching very old television shows and we're trying to watch the pilots and uh, we we literally sit there and watch the show while we talk to you about it and it's it's crazy we, uh, there's already two episodes one of those episodes has been posted to patreon and I watched uh Bill Cosby <laughs> playing a detective tennis player in I Spy. It was bizarre. So check out that Patreon. We got another episode coming soon. More rants going up all the time. And uh, don't forget, we are also on YouTube. There's all kinds of great content that I'm putting out over there on YouTube. A bunch of different podcasts. It's it's real fun. Check it out. It is YouTube.com slash Bad Brain Studios. That's Bad Brain Studios. And uh, I'll be sure to put a link to that in the episode description. But uh, let's continue on here, guys. Guys and gals and gals and guys and thems and he's and hers. Um, A lot of talk about this film, King of Staten Island. And you know what? When I first heard about it, I was like, oh boy, this is going to be rough. This is going to be hard for me to be willing to watch. And it's simply because I'm not a fan of Pete Davidson. I've never liked him on SNL. I don't find him that humorous. He's he's like Pennywise without the clown makeup. He's very bizarre looking. He's alien. I don't know. But uh, outside of that, he's he's put out two movies recently. And one of those was King of Staten Island. But there's another one that was dropped on Hulu. And it's like something adolescent or whatever. Didn't watch that either. And... There's even other great actors in that. And I was like, I can't do it. Pete's so hard to listen to. His voice is rough. But um, all this talk from all of these other great comedians, I was like, dude, there must be something to this King of Staten Island. And my main interest was simply because, well, Bill Burr is essentially one of the stars. But then there's also cameos from fucking every great New York comic for the most part okay Judd did a very good job and then adding that on top of everything the fact that it's a fucking Judd Apatow movie you're like what Ah, damn it 
I mean, if this was something that Judd planned to work with Pete, very interesting. But I think it's even more interesting and it's more fun to believe that Pete kept hitting up Judd because he knew that had he landed a movie with Judd Apatow, it would essentially bring him to an audience that would be accepting of him. Because those of us that are fans of the Seth Rogen films, you know, the Jonah Hills, you see you see where you could easily fit Pete in there and, and him be enjoyable. Maybe not so much the main guy, but he could definitely fit in. He fits into that group. Does he fit into Adam Sandler's group with his guys? No. He's way too young for them. But could he essentially be in a movie with David Spade and Nick Swartzen? Certainly. But him going the direction to the younger guys, the Seth Rogans, the James Francos, the Jonah Hills, like I said, uh, Craig Robinson, you know, Danny McBride, going that direction towards that group of guys, that group of comedy, who knows? Maybe Adam McKay and Will Ferrell jump in. Because I did watch a very good portion of this movie. And I plan on watching it again later. But uh, in the beginning, you're kind of like, ah, it's, come on, Pete, you sound strange, man. A couple different times he was delivering the lines really weird. And that kind of threw me. I was like, oh, God, Pete, what are you doing? What are you doing? Just be natural, dude. Essentially, it's a movie about you. Is that how you would say those things? It's very weird. But uh, one of the cool things, of course, is not only do you get Bill Burr, but you get um, Keith Robinson, um, Rich Voss, Bonnie McFarlane, just a, a massive group, uh, a group of uh, phenomenal comedians from New York. I think Mike Vecchione is in the... Uh, the fire troop <laughs> is that what it's called i don't know but yeah it is a little rough in the beginning to listen to pete davidson and watch him but then when he lands a couple good lines where specifically when he's talking to his sister because there's a moment when he's talking to his sister and he's like She's leaving and he's upset and he's like, she goes, are you going to hurt yourself? And he's like, probably, maybe. I mean, if if anybody can do it, it's me. If anybody's good at it, it's going to be me. And when he said that, I was like, all right, I'm in. Pete, you got me. And then you get to also see a different side of Bill Burr as an actor, as a funny guy. You're like, oh, he's just like dad. He's dad guy, but also firefighter dad guy. So it makes for a weird makeup of a guy. So I realize this doesn't, this next thing I'm going to mention, and I just thought of this, and it's going to not have anything to really do with any other part of this besides mentioning King of Staten Island being a movie and how weird celebrities are. But I was thinking, have you, have, have any of you guys listening ever been watching a movie and immediately connect or relate so much to a character but as you're wa- as you as you continue to watch the movie all you you're having anxiety because all you're thinking is i hope nobody else notices how much that character is like me 
but it just depends on what the character is. I mean, I guess it, it's it's you hope no one notices specifically when it's Bruce Willis's John McClane. So when you're watching Die Hard and you're like, well, that is exactly me. <laughs> of course, I'm kidding. But um, the next thing I do want to talk about is uh, just the lockdown in general, quarantine, because I got to go out, guys. I went out. I, I have been out, of course. I've been I've seen the world. I've done some things since the quarantine. And uh, I had to do some yard work for a family member. And I decided, you know what? Let's go ahead and take a journey to the store. Let's go to a place where other people are spending money, essentially. And, uh, you know, I didn't wear a mask. I didn't do anything extra because I'm, I'm in a place where it's not frowned upon to avoid the mask. And, uh, you know, I go to the store and I loved it. I loved it. I was just happy to do it. It was just a simple dollar general, you guys. And after being on lockdown, you you just love that type of thing that much more. You know, it was good before lockdown. I was a fan before lockdown. <laughs> but then you go in quarantine, come out of quarantine. Well, let me tell you, that Dollar General is looking pretty good. That Dollar General is looking pretty sweet. And it's not saying that I didn't get things before that from Amazon, but being in the store is so different. There's, there's, it's almost hard to shop in a store again. You get so accustomed to, oh, just scrolling on a, on an app. You're scrolling through the app. You're, you're, you're adding things to a invisible cart. It weighs nothing. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. And I'll tell you what, another, another thing that could point to the fact that I was uncomfortable shopping in a store was I didn't grab a cart, I didn't grab a basket, I just tried to carry everything that I bought in my arms. And I did, but it got to the point where I had to make a decision, I had to make a choice on items I was purchasing based on whether or not I could carry it to the counter. And one of the new interesting inventions that they've added to the stores is the X's that are on the floor that I could imagine just simply indicate six feet be this far away and I'll tell you right now I like that I was into it I was like I'll stand on the next dude I'll abide by the rules in the store just to make sure nobody gets mad at me but then I looked at everybody else in the line in front of me and it was like they were trying to touch each other so at that point you're like well I guess I'll, I'll move up a few X's. I don't know. <laughs> but it's like every cashier at all the, all these places, whether it's a department store, or a gas station, or, you know, a library, there's a good chance they're going to have those shields. Like that, It's just like a giant piece of plastic that they put in front of the cash register. So you're like, oh, well, I mean, what is that going to do? I don't get it. How strong is your plastic it's weird the other thing about the masks is you have to think like and then the plastic shield things that they're putting in front of the cashiers it's like i would think one of the beneficial things of this whole covid is people will be more prone to be appropriate with their germs whether it's sneezing coughing fingering things with their hands actually 
thinking about their hands, what they've touched, and whether or not it is a good idea to itch their face, right? And that's kind of a nice thing. If you were a person that was already doing that prior to this going on, there's a good chance that you didn't have a single day of symptoms because you were already taking precautions. You were saying, oh yeah, I know better than that. Hey man, how's germs spread? I think we all learned this in like third grade. You know, your te- I remember my teacher at one point giving us um, these green, like ugly face stickers. And you were supposed to go around your house and stick it on places that were poisonous. And it's the same type of thing, right? If you can remember that that was a thing, that your teacher was telling you that you should do that and teaching you that that is a thing, then there's a good chance they also told you to wash your hands for 20 seconds. Wash your hands every day. Drink water. Exercise. Sleep well. These are common things. And then you hear people on Joe Rogan's podcast pretending like he fucking created that regimen. <laughs> Dude, what? Hey, man, you just told everybody how to fix a common cold. If you were one of those people that fell for that and you didn't know how to cure the common cold, that you didn't know that it makes sense to take vitamins, to drink water, to sleep well, well, guess what, guy? You're first to go. All right, what are we doing? What are you here for? What are you here for? You're not bringing nothing to the table if you can't understand that that's simply, hey, take care of yourself. That's the, dude, that is the, the fucking skeletal foundation of what it means to take care of yourself. Fluids, oxygen, movement, like it's so crazy. But Joe Rogan, oh man, he said it, so look out. Look out for the Instagram boost. I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? Like, it's bizarre that that's a thing. But hey, you know, that's that's proof that the celebrity does have uh, that level of influence. And it's funny, too, because then you, guys like Joe Rogan will be like, <gasps> I'm not a celebrity. I'm not famous. Dude, what the fuck? What? What? Like, dude, you don't get to go outside and not be bombarded with people. Okay? You have security. <laughs> once you once you start going places with a guy who is simply there to protect you, you're a celebrity. You're famous. Right? That's, that is uh, a pretty fine signifier to your celebrity. <laughs> you can't go anywhere without a dude who just watches your back, but you pretend you're friends with him? Oh. But the store visit was good, man. I mean, I, I've been taking walks. A lot of us that are on quarantine, that's kind of what we do. We just, we walk. We hike. A lot of us, you know, everybody out there that is on quarantine, that's become a thing. And I'll tell you what. Going to the store, another thing that I noticed, uh, let me say this first, walking in the parks, wa just doing my walks that I have, um, I've seen masks, guys, okay? And they're not on people's faces. They're in the streets. 
They're on the ground. And that should only tell you one thing. You're good. <laughs> You're good. And I'll tell you what was cool about seeing the masks is I saw two different types. One uh, super high-tech looking one made of fabric and then just your atypical surgical mask. But um, what I was going to say about oh going to the store, what was really interesting about that was... I don't I might have a little bit of a social anxiety situation going on inside of me. It it it's not it's more like and I'm sure it's a thing, but I've never had it diagnosed, but it's like when I'm in public, I certainly feel like people are looking at me, but I also don't feel like it doesn't bother me. Does that make sense? Like I feel like they're looking, but I'm like so what? I'm not doing anything significant. And then it just kind of gets pushed down. Maybe it's not a thing at all, and I just brought it up for no reason. But I'll tell you this. In those situations when you are at a store, you're around people, you're kind of close-knit. All the other times that I've been to the stores, it's like I felt like people were watching me like I was going to steal something. But going this time, there was just thousands and thousands of compliments from my kid. <laughs> like... Just walking, I mean, obviously not thousands, I'm exaggerating, but it's like four or five different people mentioned how cute my kid was. Like, dude, what? Because him and I have been to the store together before. And we weren't getting that kind of action. <laughs> but this time, and I, I thought about this for a while, I was like, that was really cool. And then after thinking about it, I realized, oh, maybe that is one of the changes. Maybe that's one of the things that coronavirus did to people. They just made you nicer, more willing to just be like, hey, how's it going? Because this one guy just smiled at me randomly. And I, I'll be honest, thought he was my uncle. And then I saw he was missing like two teeth. And I was like, oh, my uncle would not. Those are the wrong teeth. He, he's missing different teeth, <laughs> not those. But he did. He, like, came out of the aisle, smiled at me. I was like, I, you know, push the kid along. Come on. But it's it was kind of, that was awesome. Truly awesome. I like that shit. I dig it. Like, oh, he's so adorable. Like, Thank you. It's hard work. <laughs> but I guess one of the main reasons that I did feel so good about it is the fact that I had recently cut his hair. So, boom. We're going out in public. He's showing it off. And they're digging it. So you can't be mad. You can't be mad. You gotta accept it. You gotta welcome it. And I did. And that's why I think that maybe the quarantine is one of the few things. This is one of the other... One of the very few things to come out of the quarantine. Could be that. Because I'll, I'm a firm believer, and I'll tell you what, more people would have less social anxiety if we did live similarly to the 1950s style of neighbors, right? Where your neighbor was not just your neighbor, but there was a good chance that those were the people you hung out with. Those are the people that watched your kids. Those are the people that grew up. Their kids grew up with your kids. And the neighborhood was very well connected. 
You know, they'd be the ones to call the cops when they saw something strange. Because they knew your schedule. You knew theirs. You knew their names. You wave to each other. Sometimes they'd pick up your mail, pull your trash in for you. That's the shit that I dig. And maybe that's something that's coming out of the coronavirus, where we can be neighborly again. We can, we can stop feeling so weird about talking to a stranger. Because you do feel awkward now. It's like, oh, I could say the wrong thing to this person, and they could just make me, you know, take me to be some sort of an asshole or whatever by just being uncomfortable in the moment. Because you don't know if this person's going to respond in conversation. But I'm not saying you have to go up and talk to every single person, but God, at least acknowledge them. One of my biggest pet peeves is when you're sitting at a four-way stop and you wave the guy to go or the girl to go, whatever, to go, and they fucking go, but they don't wave back. Uh, I hate you. Don't do that. Wave, dude. I don't care how fucking bad your day is going. Let me tell you the story real quick, and this is a fun story. And I don't know what made me do it. Maybe it's just this constant noticing of neglecting of general rules of safety. And when I see that, when I see so many people neglecting just simple safety rules to keep not only you safe, but everybody else, I get perturbed. <laughs> and this one particular time was real interesting because it's not the first time, and I'm sure it won't be the last time, but... Uh, more people, and I, I'm sure when I tell you this, you're all going to agree with just this, the situation, and you might have found yourself in a similar situation, but I was going to pick up a friend, picked up the friend, and as we're kind of coming out of his neighborhood, I noticed this, I don't know, forerunner or like a tracker or something, some small SUV come flying out of the neighborhood with us. Like, they flew past us, and they were kind of going the same direction we were, and as we were heading in the same direction, they're in front of us by, like, a half a mile, because they're going so fast. They're blowing stop signs, right? Driving through neighborhoods where I'm sure kids live very fast. You know, they'd, they'd barely stop at the stop sign, fly through it. And it got to a point where we're following this person for so long that I said to my friend, I'm like, Jesus, what the fuck is this, dude? What's going on? And he was like, yeah, that's crazy. And many of people could have got hurt, whether it's the person in the car or the person that this person hits because they're driving so fast and lose control. So my buddy's like, follow her. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. Okay, alright, we'll follow her. So we did. We started to follow this person when we fucking... We end up almost losing them until we, we come to a, a stoplight. And it turns out we pull up right behind them and I just kind of tilted my head out the window and they acknowledged me and I was like, hey, you're going a little fast there. And they proceeded to tell me that they were upset and I'm like, okay, that's fine. Be upset. But don't be upset when you're behind the wheel. Because you're putting too many people at risk. Not just yourself, but she had a giant dog in the back seat, who I'm sure was losing his mind. But I guess they were upset, 
And I think she she probably did start driving a little better after that because I'll tell you what, if somebody did that to me and just pulled up, <laughs> you know, uh, I happen to be driving crazy one day or whatever, and they pulled up to me and said something, it would change me. I wouldn't, I'd be like, maybe they were a cop or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because the courage to do that to a random stranger is unheard of. I mean, to give a, a stranger a compliment, a smile, a wave, those things are unheard of. But maybe we're going back into a time where that can happen. I don't know. One can hope. One can hope. But like I said, guys, we got all kinds of fun stuff on Patreon. Get over there. Patreon.com slash podculture or YouTube.com slash badbrainstudios. And you can follow me specifically for more updates on content on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, at Glitch Fredberg. And I put all of the links to these things in the episode description. You can copy and paste or simply just type it in on your app and it'll it'll exist. But I thank you guys so much for uh, spending these late nights with me and I hope uh, I hope one of us gets some good sleep. But uh, don't forget your water, your vitamins, your fucking 10 push-ups and uh, stay safe. Until next time. Bye-bye.